What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined, as always, by my outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers back in the day. He was all swack, and I saw your boys put a uh, put a nice beating on Jackson State um, in the Michael B. Jordan Classic. So congratulations to you there. He is Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got the NFL Draft Analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. You can catch all this work everywhere. Mock drafts are out every week at NBCSportsChicago.com. He is Glenn Morgan, our GM. Gentlemen, it's Super Bowl week. How you guys doing? I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. I mean, this, this should be a pretty good one, man. Rematch, so to speak. So, uh Sure, 49ers got a little revenge, or at least Kyle Shanahan has a little revenge on his mind, or you know, and uh, I'm sure the Chiefs want to you know submit that legacy. And who knows, might be Coach Reed's last Super Bowl if he wins this one. What was that? That was four years ago, right? Yeah, Super Bowl 54. Yeah. I think I, I think I read somewhere that there are only 15 players on on both sides that played in that Super Bowl. So yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what with Kyle Shanahan, not so much the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot, man. That's a lot of turnover in four years. But uh it is. But no, it should be good. We will talk about that a little later. I think uh the top story of the week and it was it was a, a lot going on around here for for the Bears and our team. Uh I think it started off Thursday, Colin Cowherd I don't know if he meant to say this on his show, but uh, <laughs> as a mention, said that Caleb Williams didn't really want to come and play for the Chicago Bears. Said this on his show. Everyone freaks out. All of the uh, <laughs> the Caleb Williams lovers here in Chicago freaked out. Oh, my God. He doesn't want to come here. It's because we have this awful organization, blah, 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 blah. And then Colin Cowherd has to come back the next day and 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 walk it back and say, yeah, uh, Colin's people got in touch with me. And that is not really the message they want to be sending. <laughs> they are not anti-Chicago. They are not right. anti-Bears. Right. He does not mind coming to play here. My thing is, why why would you? And I know maybe it was it was old news and maybe he is he is a little concerned. But why, why would you talking about uh, Colin, uh, uh, Caleb Williams? Right. Why 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 are you and I'm talking about Cowherd now? Why would you even throw right. that out there, and and you don't know for sure? You know why? Makes noise. He makes he makes him relevant for a day, mm-hmm. if not a couple of days, because he's hey. been mm-hmm. irrelevant as of late, especially <laughs> on this topic matter. He's out in California, so he's probably trying to leverage the fact that maybe he might know a little bit more than this East Coast guys on the get up crew or, or whatever on first take or whatever, whoever his competition he feels may be. So that's why he said what he said, even knowing that he was going to have to walk it back. That's mm-hmm. fine. It got out there. It's like when you're in a courtroom scene in a movie and you, so you say he's a killer. Oh, you have to strike that every you know, jury <laughs> objection. <strike, laughs> yeah, right. Jury. You're strike what you just heard. Act like you didn't hear that. Yeah, you know, right. It's too late. It's already out there, you know. So, and not only that, but he's, I mean, it was a regurgitation of what had come out when Goofy, yes, I'm sorry, I, I have to be, I'm being disrespectful. When Goofy reporting, <laughs> Sam Ocho came out there and said, you know, he reported on, like he had some breaking news about 
Caleb Williams and the Bears, mm -hmm. and everyone clowned him and said, dude, what you saw was fake news, and you just got mm -hmm. faked out. Then, then he go try to say, wait, 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 it's was TikTok. It, was it right. Sam or Emmanuel? I'm sorry, no, Emmanuel. Was, was Let's get him. Yeah, 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 Emmanuel. I apologize. Sam, Sam is my sorry. guy. I, I, sorry, I like Sam. Him. I apologize, Sam. Not <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Big brother, Emmanuel Acho, or older brother. Um, so yeah, it, you know, it's like, dude, really? I mean, we've been here done that already. And you're saying this in February, stop, or or late January, whatever it was, like, stop. Stop. It and you gotta walk it back. So does anyone really believe that? Caleb and them are walking about because that's how they really feel, or they just need them to shut the hell up so they can leverage whatever they need to leverage. And he's messing with their leverage. Well, he's making he's he's making them look bad to start off. Yeah, uh, exactly. He's messing with their leverage. So not necessarily messing with their leverage, but just you know, you don't you don't want it to come out that you um messing with your leverage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think it's messing with leverage per se. You you still want to because because what does he care about leverage leverage wise? When you say he, what pronoun pronoun he is referring to? Caleb and his group. I'm talking about Caleb and his group. Yes. Yeah. Of course, they care about leverage. What's you, the leverage? You, what's, what's the leverage? Yeah. What are you What are you leveraging? You want to be the number one pick. You want to be the number one pick, exactly. So but I would also... think if, if it's if it's about leverage. You want it to be known that you may not want to go to Chicago, then that way some teams are going to try to try to come up. No, you mess up your leverage because it may known that then teams may just Washington may just wait. And other teams may try to, to I guess what I'm saying is you you he runs the risk of something that might be more certain if Washington makes that move as opposed to another team was like, well. He's a diva. He's a guy that doesn't want to be somewhere. So how can we really count on him to be right. our that, franchise face? That's not leverage. That makes him. That's just making him look look like a like a like a like a poor teammate. Yeah, but if if the Bears, if 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 some teams, if he starts falling the draft and Drake may lose up, that well, moves some not, of his leverage. That's not going to happen. Let's let's be real. That it better not happen. I no, I, I will say I have heard some people out there talking about um how you know maybe Washington is the better, better place for them. Washington could move up, get the number one spot, and then the Bears will have to figure out if Drake May is is the better option at two than uh or or what's the the kid LSU Jane uh, Daniels. Jane Daniels. And then, oh, by the way, Justin Fields is still in the mix. I yeah. I found I found that personally, me being the Justin Fields fan that I am, I found that insulting <laughs> to my QB one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why, why Drake May shouldn't even be in this conversation at all. <laughs> we should not. We should not be thinking about about anyone from North Carolina right now. <laughs> in either the number one or number two pick scenario. It's it, you, that, you that gonna hold a whole institution. You go hold no. whole institution because of Trubisky. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we went through that already. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear that name. I mean. I mean. Hey. With the Chicago. I Bears. mean. Hey. Isn't. Isn't. Hasn't Justin dealt with the Ohio State quarterback claim most yeah. of his career? 
So yeah. why can't Drake May live when the Trubisky? <laughs> I mean, he gets no pass. All like, the great, all the great quarterbacks that come from come from Tar Heel country. Ain't nobody before Peyton Manning came from Tennessee. So I mean, it's just, it's it's nobody out of Michigan was big time until what Brady, who happened to be a six round pick, wasn't picked as big time. Harbaugh, Harbaugh was a Harbaugh was a, was was a, a late first round pick by a team that won. What thirty games in two years? I mean, it's it's yeah, yeah. And, I, I and, mean, and then he sat and he became a starter, and then they got rid of him, and he went to an AFC Championship game. Well, it didn't happen quite that quickly, but yeah, it, it took did. a while. It, it didn't happen that quickly, bro. That was towards the tail end of his career. No, he left in '93. They went to the '95 AFC Championship game. That's he's been in the league for like almost eight years at that point. I'm saying, I said they. He became the starter, and then and the they set. got rid of him. That was that. Was, I, I gave a good timeline there. What are you talking about? <laughs> you made it sound like it was like two <laughs> years. Great timeline. Well, no, it was just the timeline. Oh, okay, okay. I, that was perfect. What are you talking about? But no. Nah. So yeah, so yeah, I, I I would definitely put Drake May under under that category. Um, but yeah, I I found that to be just so disrespectful. That the Bears are, you know, they have to they have to figure out if Drake May is 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 a good option. No, they no, no. It's either the only the only options I want, it's either you keep Justin Fields and you trade the number one pick, which which I really want, or you're gonna keep the number one pick and take Caleb Williams, which is number two for me, but I'll be okay with that. Right? Or or there is no no no. I thought you no, said he no, had no. three options. Well, yeah. you drive Mar- no, Mar- no, I just said. Or or I, honestly, no, I, I, I don't think like that's that the least worst. That's I don't the least like. That's the least favorite of mine. No, because here's, Cause cause here's the deal. You need you, you, you got to get you got to get something out of the deal. Yeah, right? that's the that's that's the whole point. You know, because you can get something and move down into a position exactly. you can still draft in. So exactly. That's no, like, maybe. I mean, I mean, that's we will be doing like what we did with drafting Trubisky in reverse. Well, not as we bad. just say give. We wait, just say no. Nah, that's what I said in reverse. Trubisky. We yeah. we just ain't giving up nothing, but we turn it. <laughs> but we giving up on what we could get by making that deal. But but to get back to the question with Colin. Mm-hmm. I I agree. He was making hot take. I think it's some truth there. I mean, yeah, I don't think, I he's think wrong. it's some truth there. Just... But but I definitely feel he he made that claim. It drew everyone to to watch. You see the clips. You so now everyone tunes in. Then he walks it back, you know. It's it, it's it's a it's a way to get views. Hot take culture win. It's a way to get views. Everybody, when he made that statement, just like me, I saw it on Twitter. Now I didn't. I'm at work, so I couldn't watch the show the next day. But I guarantee, his rating went up that next day, versus, you know, before that. So, it. But again, I do think there's some truth to it, which I mean ultimately comes to what has transpired since he made that comment. You know, so I within the league itself, 
you know, so I I think there's some truth to it. I do think Caleb's uh camp just was trying to do some uh what you call that feelers, you know, trying to clean up, clean up, right? You know, trying to trying to trying to do some cleaning up of the situation, but ultimately, this isn't the first time we've heard these type of claims from the camp i mean what did the dad right. say Not last year you know mm-hmm. so so it, it's i mean sorry uh bears anti-field twitter because you are <laughs> definitely oh, oh they were parkins they were, and spiegel oh my god uh these dudes were going into a major panic like <laughs> like major panic <laughs> What do you like, mean he doesn't it, want to come here? It's a man, like what? Why like they even brought Coward on? Didn't they bring Coward on that station? They did. I, I was gonna say, mm-hmm. I, I found it very interesting. He not only went on a score with Parkins and Spiegel, he went on with Waddle and Sylvia on ESPN radio too. So he did he did both uh, sports, yeah, sports shows on Friday just to to clean up. And that that's what made me feel like, okay, maybe there is some real to this because I'm sure on a Friday afternoon, the last thing he wanted to do was come on Chicago radio to talk about <laughs> Caleb Williams and, and the Bears. Maybe mm. this 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 is a market that you know who knows how far his his show penetrates into the heartland of uh, America. Yeah, but I think I here. think it was more of let me make the my 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 sources at at USC whoever they may be, let me make them happy and let them show that I'm trying to make this right. So I don't do I don't lose um uh, uh those sources going forward. Verbal restitution is what he's That's making. That's right. Huh? That's right. <laughs> but it made made for a very interesting uh weekend uh for Chicago Bears fans. Um now with it being Super Bowl week, um there's been a lot of chatter out there. You know, you got the radio radio row going on. Um so players are out, you know, hawking different products uh <laughs> right. i saw i saw shannon sharp was out doing uh oikos yogurt today and uh roma dunze has his own sharpie that he's promoting that's right <laughs> a pen okay. it's it's amazing what 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 you can do out there to to uh to make money but anyway there's been a lot of a lot of players that have been asked about the bear situation and whether or not they uh you know Go ahead and draft Caleb Williams. Do you keep Justin Fields? Do you trade Fields? And uh, it's been a lot of chatter out there. A lot of players that say they should keep Justin um, just because of his his talents. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what, yeah. what do you what do you think about that? About about Justin's uh, reputation uh, in the league. You know, it kind of reminds me, and I, I, I hesitate to say this because I don't want it to become like a jinx on him in terms of his health and his viability here as a Chicago player and a potential Chicago icon going forward. Uh, it reminds me of the respect that the NBA has for for uh, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. It's like, dude to such a good dude and consistent with, you know, how he represents himself and an amazing athlete that even his opponents are like, have a respect for him. And you know it's difficult when your opponent is asked about you, especially 
when it's on the defensive end and they're the ones that have to, you know, really deal with you to want to say anything positive because they don't want to have any edge given away, you know? Mm -hmm. And I usually, I, I would say that the comments that I've heard tend to fall in two camps with opposing defenders who are asked about Justin Fields. It's either the camp of, oh man, dude, he's a problem. Like he's a serious problem. Like dude is hard to handle because of X, Y, Z. And the other camp is like, well, you know, when we play, we're able to defend them. We're able to, you know, steer them this way. We can stop them. And then they go, but if he ever figures it out, <laughs> if he ever figures it out, I don't know. He's going to be on, he's going to be, I don't, and then they just stop talking because they realize anything else they say, you know, is going to be a, a really in a, in a, an effusive praise of, of his talents. You know, kind of like how some players begrudgingly want to give Patrick Mahomes his due. Like, you, you kind of have to, you know. Um, and with Justin, because he hasn't done it yet, you know, it seems weird. But it's actually weird in a positive way because he hasn't had that success that almost to a person across the league, he's getting this kind of magnanimity and when it comes to his ability. And someone brought out a point, and I agree, that players – current NFL players tend to side more with players who are in the league as opposed to incoming rookies. Rookies have to earn their stripes. So you're probably going to be hard-pressed to hear someone say something more about Caleb over Justin. That's a two, that's a different thing as opposed to just tell me about Justin. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much what you say, it's how you say what you say that really resonates. And that's kind of the distinction that I'm making here is that how these players talk about him is way different than how you hear them talk about a lot of other players, especially other players who haven't had the quote-unquote success that Justin has been said not to have here, which is why, you know, there's a, that 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 uh, fissure here in Chicago between keep Justin or let Justin let Justin go. So, so yeah, man, you're hearing that. And George Kittle, you know, as super, you know, one of the players, tight end for the uh, San Francisco 49ers, who is a big time Self, bear self proclaimed bear fan. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Now, did he, he's from Chicagoland area, Illinois. From, he's, he's from Illinois. Yeah, he's from he's Illinois. From Quad, I think Quad City's area. I right. Say. So he's yeah. from Illinois. So he's a big time bear, un unabashed bear fan. Like he he says it like after a 49er game, be like, oh, yeah, I like bears. You know, he's got no compunction about the fact that he's a bears fan, although he's a current 49er. And so I think he's they, 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 a couple years ago, they actually won a game and. He said in the press conference, I was really happy about the fact that I was able to help the Bears today. <laughs> right. Like, Go Bears, like, you know. <laughs> right. It's, 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 it's really weird dynamic. You don't hear too many current players be active players, you know, be fanboys of yeah. teams that they have to play against. Uh, so initially he was asked, or, or uh, a journalist or someone, uh, journalist-like, who was a Packer fan had approached him and said, Hey man, whatever you do, man, if you ever leave the 49ers, just don't go to the bears. And he's like, Oh, well, you, you're a Packer fan, huh? Oh, okay. Why are you still talking to me or something like that? You know, he just like, like get out of here. So that's how much of a bear fan he is. So when he's asked about Justin, you know, he's like, man, I, you know, it's like, I think the Bears should build around him. He hasn't had any options. And then he caught himself because he realized that that's kind of a disparaging statement because the players who are currently playing with Justin, he's like, well, he needs more options. But he's keenly aware, as most players are, that Justin has had anything to work with up until this past year when he had DJ and a little bit of help from Komet. But other than that, nothing. 
So he's like, you got to build around them. And then he says, look at us, you know, look how we've, you know, comprised our team, you know, and it's like, yeah, you got a lot of talent. And you, if you get an opportunity to get more talent, you, you do that because it helps your quarterback, which helps your team invariably. So players see that and they recognize that. And it's just weird. And you said it earlier uh, as it's just weird that whether it's local media and for damn sure the national media, how they're just basically like Justin's already, uh, you know, he's out the picture already. It's, I mean, it's over. It's over. They yeah. got him on either Pittsburgh, Atlanta or Seattle. And not in that order. Usually Atlanta's like Atlanta's like leading the, the pack. Pittsburgh is bringing up, you know, right, right second. And then Seattle's like, well, Seattle makes a lot of sense because of the running game and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, so if it makes sense to all these other places and he's such a good fit there, I keep coming back to the same question. Why can't you make that work here? Exactly. You know, uh, another player on Radio Row, uh, and this is a former, uh, this is uh, these, these two next two guys are retired guys. And uh, Tory Holt uh, trying, to, you know, uh, you know uh, did he make it into the uh, Hall of Fame or did he not make it? No, he's not in yet. Okay, so he didn't make it, but he was a Heisman. Heisman. He was a Hall of Fame finalist. Uh, and if anybody remembers Tory Holt, wide receiver. Well, wait, maybe, maybe he, maybe he's going in as we're recording on Wednesday. Maybe he's going in tomorrow. So we'll find out. We'll find but Tory out, Holt, yeah. he's, he's definitely a finalist. Uh, I think this is his fourth time, I, I believe, as being a finalist. Part of the greatest show on turf. Uh, and Isaac Bruce, his teammates are already wide receiving teammate is already in the Hall of Fame. Marshall Falk, running back on that team, is already in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Warner, the quarterback on that team, is already in the Hall of Fame. So Torrey Holt, I believe at some point will get there. But Torrey Holt uh, is a player who, even when he was a former player, who even when he was playing, was one of those guys you could talk to about other players. Like he's one of the few players that talked about fantasy players, and you know he would give comps on certain players. So he's he's very aware of, of athletes and their their abilities so on and so forth so when he was asked about justin field again build around him he's like look at what you have he's like as a receiver you know if you can get help for justin say like marvin harrison jr another receiver you look across at the other side and there's a healthy competition and you know you pull for one another but you don't want to let the other receiver down but both those receivers you know bring out the best of one another and that helps the quarterback because now he has more than one option to throw to you know, he's like, you build around him. It's like, it, it just makes sense that you invest in a quarterback. Because sometimes at some point, you're going to have to invest in your players. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself on this turnstile, you know, of, of repeating the same inefficiencies that, that you have been uh, guilty of committing. So here's another former player, Hall of Fame caliber player, a wide receiver, a guy who knows how important the connectivity is between the quarterback and the receiver is saying build around a guy you have there because these guys we and that's the other thing he pointed out whenever you have the whole respect of the of your teammates he said that makes a huge difference that's a huge difference he said justin has that he said that you you can't buy that you know that that's something and, and if you bring in a new guy you're gonna have to start that all over again mm -hmm. and then you got veterans on there who are like their time is short or their contracts running a little bit low. Mm -hmm. And do they really want to go through that? You have to factor that in as well. So that was part of his point for, for team Justin. And I'll end with this, uh, Shannon Sharp, someone who's been very outspoken about Justin leaving a couple of different reasons why one, you know, restart the, you know, the rookie contract clock thing, crap that people say, but the other reason, and this was more, in terms of justice, like get out of Chicago, Justin, go somewhere where you'll be appreciated. It's kind of the other camp he's kind of been at. And he sees Justin being 
more utilized in a place like Atlanta, where he can play with, you know, uh, Drake London at wide receiver, uh, Pitts, Kyle Pitts at tight end, B. John Robinson at, at running back. These guys are already in place. These are high talent, high skilled guys that are looking for a quarterback who who can who can get them the ball and help make their lives and their careers that much more productive and lucrative. So, and not to mention that, you know, the head coach down there as an African-American, Atlanta is a city that's very much a chocolate-like city uh, in terms of the, the, the city in, a, in of itself. Um, and that Justin, obviously being from the Atlanta area, it makes a lot of sense on a lot of levels. And I get that. So if Justin were not to be here, I would enjoy seeing him at Atlanta. Let's understand that. But Shannon Sharp, when asked by Jared Payton what you should do, he was like, well, you know, Justin... I believe Justin should go to Atlanta. I believe Justin should go to Atlanta. And then wow. he said, and then well, some of the reasons I just, I mentioned, but then when Jared was like, well, you know, if you, if you trade the pick, you may be able to get three first round picks. And then Shannon was like, mm, yeah, that's, he, he was like, ah, hmm. <laughs> the more he thought about it, it wasn't an easy decision. He's like, man, you know, I would really hate to have to be the GM right now. That, that's a tough spot for that GM to be in. Like, like you know, that, that's a tough spot to be in. And the more he thought of it, he's like, you know what I'm going to have to do? This is what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to get everybody who's going to find out as much as I can about Caleb. I mean, from the time he's 11 years old, just find out everything about him on the web, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what, what his teachers told him, what his favorite subject was in, in grammar school, in high school. You know, what is Timmy? Everything you can about this young man. And then after that, I'm going to have to watch tape because like, I haven't really watched anything. I've seen a little bit here and there, but I haven't really gone in depth and watched. So you're going to have to watch mm. his entire tape uh -huh. and all these things. Mm. <laughs> right. Mm. And, 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 you know, mm. and, it's just, and it's just like, you don't okay. say. Okay. <laughs> he, he's like, so when you have a guy, people say it's generational, you really so, have to look at that. Right. Like, I'm like, okay. So, so so that just proves because somebody tells y'all that somebody's generational, y'all gonna run with it. Which brings me to my point that there'll be another generational talent within the next couple of years. Sure will. Arch Manning is still in college. I mean, the name right. itself might might <laughs> say, hey, he's oh, royalty. You he's automatically going to the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? So, man, come on. Man. But I don't know if he was done, GM. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I talked way too much. <laughs> <laughs> One of the ones that I saw, and I haven't really been watching much of the Super Bowl uh, week stuff, but one of the ones I saw, I can't remember the name, but he's actually a former Bear, and he's on Kansas City. Can't think of his name right now. Like currently or – yeah, currently. I don't know if he plays much. Let's let's pull up the He's roster. a former bear. Um offense defense. I can't recall. I can't recall. He's a lineman. I can tell you that. Because he was a big dude. So, so I'm assuming he's a lineman. He might be a D lineman. But But I'm pulling up I'm pulling up the roster right now. Let's yeah, see. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to uh is fine. Let's see. Uh, and it might have been a very short stint. All right, Dion Bush is a former Bear, but you said it was a lineman. Yeah, not Dion Bush. It wasn't uh, Bush. Let's see. I want to say last night starts with a P. 
Oh, Mike Purnell? Mike Purnell. Purnell. I I believe that what I, the clip I saw said former Bear and now Kansas City Chief, whatever position. Okay. So I could be wrong. I mean, but but he that's who I'm talking about. His he was like his take on it is the Bears get give up on quarterbacks too soon. He like they never give a quarterback a fair shake, a good chance to develop, and then they get off of him way that, too soon. I don't yes, think that's back true. in twenty back in twenty twenty two. So it was real recent. <laughs> he played Justin was on the team. He played for the Bears in twenty twenty two. He's big number sixty four. So wait, so who so who does he think that wait? Actually, he had two numbers with the Bears. He had 63 and 64. He played in 2022. Mike Pennell. Mike Pennell Jr. to be more accurate. 6'4", 330. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Mm-hmm. I now, remember granted, him. now, granted, he that doesn't mean he's necessarily right, but I, I think about the – right. I think about the overall – the overall way the Bears has been doing this thing. Draft a quarterback with a one-year coach, basically. New coach come in, new system. Then eventually you get rid of the quarterback, get a new quarterback. And it's, and if we draft Caleb, we're doing the same thing over. And for a third – wait, is this a third time or a fourth time? Third time. Third time, third time in the world, though. For quarterbacks, right? Like, yeah, for like, Trubisky, lame duck, yeah, to, lame duck coach. Yeah, like, 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 come on, man! Like, we can't now, keep doing this. I will say they gave. I think they gave Trubisky plenty of plenty of time to to show if he was the guy. Um, before that was Cutler. He had, I mean, they gave Cutler what eight years. Uh, yeah, but he had success before he got here. Color's yeah, a little different. Uh before that was was Color is the longest tenure Bears quarterback of my lifetime. Orton was never, <laughs> yeah. Orton was never the guy. Grossman, I think they he gave was Grossman, with Rex. Yeah, they gave Grossman enough time, I think. To show. And he got how he, long was Rex our quarterback? I think he was drafted in 02 and Injury he left, yeah. He left right before that 2000. When did Cutler came in or not? So the 08 season was Rex's uh final year, yeah, but, literally the only season I remember. Of Rex, but, but, but you know, Rex and even Trubisky, both those guys had excellent defenses, yeah. Okay, and both those guys had talent on offense. I'm not saying they had great talent, but they had talent on offense. I'd say Rex and um, Trubisky. Well, Rex think, had talent. I mean, they made the Super Bowl. I you think had, Cutler. Had, well, Cutler didn't get the talent until Tressman until got Tressman here. got here. Right. And that was the issue. And then the defense. But, but I'm not talking about. Right. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Cutler. I said. I'm no. I'm, I'm. I'm saying. And Rex. 
And Trubisky had talents, what I'm saying. I said those guys had defenses. Trubisky had a Trubisky had a the defense was like number one. And the, Rex Rex had a really good offensive line. Uh he had a he had, he had a running back. He yes. didn't have receivers. He had Mushin Muhammad and Bernard Barry. But it wasn't it wasn't the moose that was that was in Carolina, though. Dude, he was a solid receiver. Tell me, so Justin had anybody like Moose in his first two years. Tell me, had anyone like Bernard Barry in his first two years? He's Allen Robinson year one. Oh, you're right. He yeah. did. I take that back. So he did have a Moose and Muhammad like. But Moose wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't the same guy when he got here. Dude, he was a solid receiver. I'm not saying he had to be a superstar. I'm not saying Justin has that. I'm not saying these guys had superstar receivers. They had talented receivers. I mean, Justin started out with Allen Robinson and went to like Dante Pettis. I mean, stop. I mean, it's like like Mooney is your number one guy. Okay, here's it is. Probably Moose, a three. Moose went from a 1,400 yard season his final year in Carolina. Then he signed with the Bears and he had uh, 64 catches for 750 yards in 05. The Super Bowl year, he had 60 catches for 863 yards. Okay, that's a and solid had, receiver. It's okay. It I, wasn't. Dude, it wasn't solid. The, doesn't mean you're awesome. It's it wasn't solid. the it's superstar we thought we were getting that had 1,400 I, yards I in a contract put the year. Word superstar. Never put the word superstar out of my mouth. Damn, it's a solid receiver. It is he had 93, 93 catches, 1,405 yards, 16 touchdowns. Yeah, well, blame the quarterback throwing him the ball. He wasn't very good. <laughs> wow. All right. That's what that says. Yes. That's, <laughs> that, that's what that says. Like, real talk. Well, I'll give you oh, – remember, 05 was the year that uh, Grossman got hurt in preseason. And so Orton started the first – or was the third – it was maybe the third game of the year. And then Orton had to start uh, the next, like, 10 games – so until, the Bears, Bears went to back. Super Bowl in 06, is what you're telling me? Yes. 06. Yes. Okay. Well, um, again. I said he was, he was okay. He wasn't. I he never, never, he never had. He never had that, an all pro. No. Nah, 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 I never nah, said nah, all nah, pro. No, 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 no. Solid. No. It's the quarterback. <laughs> because, because, so, and I say that to say this, and it comes back to current. No one wants to acknowledge. Everyone wants to talk about how DJ Moore, before coming to the Bears, was a thousand yard receiver, thousand yard receiver, thousand yard receiver, thousand yard receiver. Gets to Chicago, early on everything looking like, what's going on? They're not using you right, but everybody want to take clips from from the Bucks game when they like they ain't using you right. DJ Moore has a career season which feels as quarterback and that that goes ignored because Justin Fields doesn't have the overall team success as a quarterback that they want him to have but they ignore like they they quickly say he has a number one receiver well talk about that number one receiver having a career year then Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Like they don't talk about that. They don't mention. They they quit to say he's a number one, but they don't talk about the fact that that number one had a career year. 
and Justin missed four games with him. And yeah, which Beijing, really, which really it, cut down his production. It really yeah, cause, did. Because like Beijing, I continue to say, DJ Moore was my fantasy receiver. So I know. <laughs> oh, me too. I know what I was getting in them four weeks. <laughs> me too. So uh, like, like those are things people do not want to acknowledge. Like, you put another guy capable on the other side of him. It's a different story. It is. Different story. I saw a stat, and I, I, I'm trying to find where the dude posted it so I can go back and, and you know, use that stat in my arguments with Justin. And I'm going to paraphrase it here. But to some degree, basically, the stat said that Justin Fields, on his down his his uh his downfield throws, his rating on twenty I think it's twenty plus yard passing or whatever it was was like ninety ninety six point something or ninety point six it was really high, and like only Aaron Rodgers had had like a better one in the last several years. I think Aaron was right around one hundred and four something. So clearly it wasn't this year because Aaron didn't play. So it was maybe the last several years, and like. That's phenomenal. Like his downfield passing accuracy. Like people don't want to talk about. He's a really inaccurate player. Yeah, but when he's throwing downfield, he's one of the best in the league, and no one wants to bring that out. And there was something else that he mentioned as well. I can't remember what that was, but it's like it was like stats I hadn't seen before. I was like, yes. I'm like, dude, these things exist. It's not a clear cut thing. Oh, I think that's the other thing they were saying. Uh, Tory Holt was saying too about the locker room being the face of the franchise uh, or maybe, maybe Shannon Sharp was saying it's like being the face, of the, being the face of the franchise, how important that is and the expectations. I think, I think it might've been Shannon Sharp because he was talking about, you need to find out everything you can about Caleb because when that person becomes your quarterback, he's the face of the franchise and there's more to it than just what you do on the field. It's how you represent Cause you can't be a bad, yeah, it was Shannon Sharp. He was saying, you can't be a bad dude. You know, you can't, you can't have character issues. Because yeah. a team has to know that they you're you're the face of the franchise. I'm like, really? Be, because he knows that's one thing they definitely can't say about Justin Fields. No, is not that at he all. has character issues. Zippo. <laughs> not only that, but you know he didn't throw anybody under the bus when he could have. I mean, through all that adversity, a lot of bad. You know, if he had any quote unquote character issues, or you were concerned about you know his commitment to the team and the team ideal and all that stuff. That was tested. It's not going to get much worse than what he went through. It really isn't. And you know what you have there. You can't just let that walk out the door. I think Tory Holt, they were asked, uh, I think he was asked about Justin, uh, what he like about Justin. He's like, well, he's, you know, he's six, you know, he mentioned some of his stat, like he's a big dude. <laughs> you know, he's got a big arm. He, he's big and he's fast. It's like, it's like, yes, those aren't small things when you talk about the NFL. You got to take that into account. He doesn't see, like, we, when, for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe it's me. I look at Justin, when I when I see him on, on TV, he doesn't seem like a big imposing dude. But then you see him when you see him with other people, like, wait a minute, maybe he's not small. Maybe he is. I was watching. I was watching. No, 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 this has nothing to do with. It. I was watching the Bulls game last night, and uh, I thought back to Kobe White. I remember when Kobe White got drafted. I thought he was like a six one, six two point guard, right. and then I saw he's six five. Like, there's no five. way. There's no. They must be measuring his hair. There's no <laughs> way he's six five. Right, and right. he did a, he did an interview after the game last night after their comeback win last night um, against Minnesota. He did an interview with Casey Johnson, 
And, you know, KC is a good 6'4 and a half. Right. Yeah. KC's legit 6'4. Kobe White right. is all 6'5. I was, I was, I right. looked like, damn, he really, he really, really does have that size. But, you know, going back to Justin, you don't really, you don't see that until, you know, you actually, you actually see the guy and it's like, oh, he does. He's an imposing dude. Right. And it's like, like Jaden Daniels, 6'3, just like Justin. But Jaden Downs don't look like Justin. Don't look like, right, right, right. <laughs> he's, he's right. A, it's like, man, that dude, can he take two hits in the NFL? He might take one, but can he take the second one? So, so yeah, man, it, it's, it's really interesting how much the media, and we've said it time and time again, media, local media, national media, how much it's like it's a done deal. And to me, what that said, as opposed to players and a lot of fans, and I, I bet you say probably most of Chicago who are Chicago Bear fans, I say it, it, it's conservatively 60% is keep Justin. I think it might be a little higher, but I'll just be conservative and say 60-40 split. But my you point think, being... You think it's 60-40 for Justin? I think it's higher for Justin. You think so? I do. Dude, because I, I'm on Twitter, for every one person that's like, oh, you Bear fans are crazy. There's like five comments that come after it, and people oh, keep... I mean, they're, they're responding like, you, dude... You got a different algorithm than me. Oh really? I, I see it yeah, as I see it yeah. as more. Yeah, it's it's more it's at least more 50, like 50. 20, 80. <laughs> Caleb, man, really? I, I see. Yeah, I, I've yeah. been staying off Twitter because it's just been crazy. I don't I don't see that at all, man. I, I'm I'm seeing a lot of Justin fans. I really am. Uh, maybe I just see what I want to see. <laughs> but <laughs> but but getting back to the media, I, I think why there's such. Well, I'll put it this way. While there seems more of a consensus with the media as opposed to the fans and, and clearly the players, it's because I think the media is being fed this information. Yeah. And and, they're, and media people, majority of them, I would still tend to say are reporters. And reporters report what they're being told or the information that they glean or find out as opposed to offering an opining. And they still do that, obviously. But more times than not, you know, those that have more journalistic integrity tend to go with the reports that they're hearing. And so when asked, what will the team do? They say, well, it looks like the team is leaning this way because they're speaking to coaches. They're speaking to some personnel that may be in the building. They're speaking to other, you know, administrative people, so on and so forth. So that's what that tells me. Like, and and, and that's, that's, it's regurgitation of what they're hearing. And why they're being fed this, you this is where the speculation comes in. And and, and B, you're the biggest conspiracy person that I know outside of my wife. <laughs> so it can be all types of things. But basically, at the end, the end of it is, is to manipulate the message. Mm-hmm. Now, to what end that, that message is being manipulated, I don't know. Uh, but polls, I, I will say this, and I've said it before, polls as history has shown that he will not just do what what seems what to be public thing. right what, what seems to be reported on or publicly reported on and he's going to make a decision based upon his data you know his decision making pragmatism and what makes the most sense for the team not an individual one, so that's what I'm, I'm i'm pushing my hope on to that one thing that i'm i i began to notice with the media is they they want to convince you that they are right. Well, everybody, they're, they're, everybody wants to be right. Everybody, yeah, everybody wants their stand. Their stance is the right stance, yeah. and and 
if you ain't believing what I'm telling you, you're wrong. And if they go against what I'm telling you, they're dumb. <laughs> Brian Pose, if you decide, if you pass up on this, you're 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 fired. This is a fireable offense. Mm-hmm. Which which ultimately tells me you guys haven't watched Chicago sports at all. <laughs> Being in front office in Chicago is one of the safest jobs in in sports. And that's long, across the board. As long as you're making them money and saving that's, them costs. It's, it's across the board. We we never had this in that in that in that position though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true I mean, too. That, that's true. But he's not alone <laughs> now. There's a president. There's a, there's a president up there that might have his back. You know, right? You know, I so, will. I'll go. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just gonna say, man. I, I mean, just saying, like they don't they don't pay attention and they just want to be wrong. I mean, they just want you to understand that they're right, you're wrong. You don't understand what you don't know what you're talking about. They know what they're talking about. That's their job to, to convince everyone that they know that they have the answers. Like, but like Kanye told Sway, you do not have the answers. And that's the <laughs> and that's the key here, man. Like it, what Washington just did, now so many of the media is in is in flux because they don't know what's about that. They kind of all many of them now. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe Washington is gonna trade up to get them. Well, here's the thing. To your point, right quick. This is how they say the face. Well, if Washington, they're gonna have to give up a whole bunch. So that the implication is Washington may not want to give up a whole bunch to move up one spot. So they can still kind of be right. That's how they. they, they, they you know, that's how they kind of clean that up a little bit. To your point, but. I I will say though I can't remember a tougher decision for a general manager than 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 what Ryan Poles has on his plate right now. That this is career defining. Oh, oh yeah, it's organizationally it's, uh, uh critical. It's critical. Think about, think about Ryan Pace. His entire career, everything he does, you know, through now is that the the career defining moment for him is trading up to get Trubisky instead of taking Patrick Mahomes, who is you know <laughs> may go down as the greatest quarterback of all time, right? Poles could be in this situation here. I mean. I think the best the best case for for polls is whatever whatever way he goes, it works. Is for both guys for for both to work, or at least be you know his guys plays well. Because man, if, if he chooses the wrong one, oh my god, this is it, it's a uh, only well, only only success for him is for whoever he chooses to be successful. That's it, and and it don't matter, and it doesn't matter. No other way around. I mean, he's already taking heat for CJ Stroud. Which is which is which is which is insane. So I can only imagine if he was to take Caleb, 
let alone Justin going somewhere and going crazy. But uh, Jaden Daniels have a good season, or Drake may have a good season. What if what if Drake may turns out to be the the greatest quarterback of this generation? You know, like <laughs> it, it's it's a he he's in a. But think about has there ever been a tougher decision? No, I, I would agree with you there. Not as polarizing as this one, no. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Be- no. Because there's so many different scenarios that can that can go against him. I mean, well, I can't. There hasn't been. I don't think there's been a team that that has the number one pick has a quarterback that they would you know you would want to build around, but you're being told that this college guy is a generational guy and he's a can't miss. That that's that's tough, man. That's the one that becomes difficult. Like when you start telling me the reasons to pick him are based on finance and having more time, and maybe this guy having an opportunity, this guy being Caleb, having an opportunity to start at a better vantage point than what Justin did, and that that might give you a little bit longer term success because he's a little younger you know, the starting points better his rookie contract might give you a little f- cap flexibility to do a few things and if he's able to you know affect wins and so on and so forth i'm like okay i kind of can see where that might appeal to you but when you heap on generational talent can't miss prospect now you're putting caleb in a, almost mm-hmm. in a no-win situation you're putting a whole bunch of pressure on this guy mm-hmm. you've effectively put all the a lot of the pressure of his development on a head coach who's not going to be responsible for his development he's a defensive head coach he's not the offensive coordinator he's not an offensive coach he's not going to be responsible for his development and now you're saying this coach who's been beleaguered since he's been here and let's be fair Eberflus has probably been just as screwed if not more so than Justin in terms of being here and having a, a, a situation where he can actually try and win without trying to uh, coach with his hands tied behind his back now Eberflus has to pretty much almost win this year with a rookie quarterback because he's generational and CJ Stroud wasn't considered generational looking what he did and so now you put Caleb in a situation where if he doesn't win, as you mentioned before, they may have to let the head coach go. And even if Shane Waldron stays, you're still dealing with a different head coach. So that's where it becomes more complicated to me in terms of, you know, polls. Because if you keep it on the generational stuff, almost makes it seem like, why would you not pick him? If you don't pick him, what's, what's wrong with you? And it's just mm-hmm. like, that's... That's not fair because what when did he all of a sudden become generational? You know, was it after he won the Heisman? Was he generational then? Or was he generational when he was losing four or five games this season? So he's still that same generational guy and losing the way that he lost. And if he's generational, how come at USC, not 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 at Texas Tech like Mahomes was at, not at a school that traditionally doesn't have top-tier talent, but 
You take Caleb supposed to be a generational guy at U.S. freaking C. It's a blue blood institution. And in his Heisman candidate, his Heisman year, they're playing for the Pac-12 championship game. Generational guy, what did you do? Uh, he's banging and nicked up. Okay, well, nobody wants to hear that when you're the generational guy and you won the Heisman and you're playing a team you played earlier and lost to and then you lose to them again. And it's Utah. I mean, how many national championships does Utah have? And I believe they got robbed in one, or at least they have an opportunity one, when ironically Alex Smith was there and went number one as a number one draft pick. But I'm just saying, it's it's not like Mahomes' situation where he's playing on a team where the talent level, there are not a lot of guys going to the pros from Texas Tech that he played with. There's always going to be guys from going to the pros on the USC, always. I don't care how bad USC is. They're going to always have guys going to the pros. You're generational, and then you didn't get it done. And you come back this year, and then your record is even less than. You know, if someone says, well, if he's generational, he's going to cover up the mistakes or the, the deficiencies that the Bears may have because he's that talent. You're putting that on him right now as a rookie coming out. He can't do it in college. What makes you think he's going to do it at the pros? You're, you're basically firing the head coach, putting pressure on the rookie quarterback, and making the GM sweat for his job. Or <laughs> if you're polls, you look at the reality of your situation and say, okay, downside, I have a quarterback who hasn't won a lot of games. I have a quarterback who's struggling in the fourth quarter. Statistically, I have a quarterback who has shown a propensity to hold on to the ball and not be as quick delivering it and has yet to pass for 300 yards. Something benchmarks that we expect quarterbacks who are franchise quarterbacks to attain. He's yet to do so, and he's completed three seasons in the NFL. And you're weighing that against the promise of everything that the world is speculating should be. Yeah, you're right. It's a tough decision. So you gotta you gotta clear out all that noise and you gotta you gotta start looking at brass tacks. You gotta start looking at what is the reality of my situation. And when you look at the reality of the situation, I'm not gonna go through all those those things we've we've talked about them before. I think when you look at the reality of your situation, what you have before you, regardless of Caleb or Justin, what you have before you is an opportunity to imbue the bear organization with enough draft picks, enough draft capital to do several things, give you options, mainly options, but several things with those options. Get a whole bunch of talent that doesn't cost a lot. Thereby increasing your, your ability to have more cap revenue because you're not investing in a whole bunch of free agents and or having options to use said draft capital to maybe maneuver up and down the draft board, not just for this season, but for next season and or drafting these players, and if these players get to a point to where you have to start to pay them three, four, five years down the line because it's going to be tiered off, you can either play some players, pay some players, or trade some of those players for the draft picks, but you're keeping the flow of talent consistent and you're building continuity with your team, making you more viable and maybe more attractive to some free agents. Because keep in mind, everyone, just because you have free agency money, doesn't mean the free agents want to come to your team. There may be various reasons why they don't want to come to the Bears. If you're a wide receiver, I don't want to come to the Bears because that's a place where wide receivers and quarterbacks go to die. So your ability to, to get that free agent wide receiver for your young quarterback may not happen. 
defensively. You may be able to attract some defensive players, but only if they know that that defensive coach who can put people in place to succeed is going to be there. If he's let go or he's on the hot seat, I don't know if I want to come there because now you might get a different defensive coordinator in there and maybe he runs a different scheme. Maybe he's more of a 3-4 guy instead of a 4-3 guy. Or maybe he needs his defensive tackles to be this instead of that. These are things that go beyond just Justin and Caleb. And you have to seriously consider the ramifications of what your organization and your team is going to look like and how that roster is going to be comprised. But more importantly, the coaching staff. People don't focus enough on the totality of the coaching staff and how that impacts every NFL team. I'm just saying, man, you're right. It's, it's a tough-ass situation to be in. Yeah, I, but I, I will continue to say, though, the the safest pick for polls is to keep Justin. It's the safest pick. At the end of the day, if you're going to make a move, the one, well, to me, for polls, the one move you don't want to make is to send Justin or trade that number one pick to Atlanta. You do not want to send either one of them to that place. Either one. Because that's the one place where you will look bad. Because it's a weak division. And either one of them can go there and make the playoffs in year one. You trade with New England. You trade with Washington. They are still the third or fourth best teams in their division. No matter what, if <laughs> Caleb's the quarterback, they—they they are. It does not matter. C.J. Stroud did not go to the Houston Texans and and was in a gauntlet of a division. Let's that's let's that's not let the media fool us into thinking Jacksonville was so great that C.J. Stroud went into a gauntlet of a division and did something that was so impossible to be done. No, he went to a shit division too. That was a trash division. And 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 he, so what he did is really not as shocking as they want to make it out to be. But it is shocking. But if Caleb Williams was to go to the Washington Commander and all of a sudden jump the Dallas Cowboys, who are a religious 12-win team. We know what they're going to do in the playoffs, but in the regular <laughs> season, they're a 12-win team. The Philadelphia Eagles, we know what they are. And if we think Caleb Williams is going to go to the shit show that has been the Washington commander and drive them to be what C.J. Stroud did for the Houston Texans, everyone in America is fooling themselves. And he's definitely... Not about to go to the AFC North, I mean the AFC East, and supplant the media darling that is Josh Allen. So, come on, the media oh, loves right. Caleb Williams so much right now, but let him go to New England and be in that division. Not right away, anyway. Exactly. You know, realistically, the media know the best, the best situation for him is Chicago. That's what they know. Because as much as they were happy to see Detroit do what they did and Green Bay with Jordan Love, those really are considered one-hit wonders, kind of, even though Detroit was trending up. But still, to this day, no one really believes in Jared Goff. And 
the Packers, Jordan Love, this was year one. So anything could happen next year for those two teams. I'm just saying they they the Packers organization has been a model of consistency, but well, no, I was, we don't I was, know, I was, I was we don't about, know about golf. Golf had a good championship game. No, I, we what? I I, I agree back to back years. Yeah. I agree, but yeah. but the media still don't give him the credit that he. They don't believe in him like they believe in. He's not talked highly about it. No, 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 and he's not mentioned in the in the top ten at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like so, like it. To me, if you make the move, you you trade with one of them two teams, and you kind of had your bet a little bit. You had your bet a little bit. You that's the safest pick. Don't know what's gonna happen. We'll see. And you're trending up. If the Bears are trending, the crazy thing is, through all of this, all the the badness that we've seen the last few years. And all of what polls had to eviscerate in terms of just the, the the crap that was left him and to try and rebuild through all that and with the coach firings that happened last year, you know, something that you just came out of left field and having to, you know, deal with another curveball thrown your way. These dudes still came out and they managed to hit in 230, but it looked like they hit a couple of home runs with DJ Moore and with Montez Sweat. And with the two linebackers they got and with the draft picks they got, I mean, it's like there's a lot of things trending up. And with this defense winding up being a top 10 defense overall and being the number one defense against the run, I mean, there's some triples and some doubles and some home runs that this team has been hitting, even though they were just hitting, you know, 225, you know, when you average it out through the season. But they're looking like that team that, you know, this team is going to be a problem going forward. And now, now you want to bail. It just, it seems like you're, you're at it. it like Justin's not 28, 29 years old. He's 24 years old. He's still very young. He's still a lot of football left to learn and left to play. And I know the Shane Waldron hiring, you can look at it both ways. You can look at it as why would Waldron come here unless he feels he can get a, a, a new quarterback or a young quarterback that he can mold, blah, blah, blah. Or you could look at it as the Bears are like, look, uh, I've seen what you've done and you've worked wonders. Can you work wonders with this guy? Because he's more talented than Geno Smith. And you've you, you've you've basically salvaged his helped him salvage his yeah. career. What can you do for Justin? Oh, for Justin, I can I give you the world. What's 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 crazy, what's going unnoticed. I think that's the angle. I'm Dude, still, did- I'm I'm still worried. I'm just saying, I think that's the angle, though. I think that's the angle they took. That means. Like, like uplifting Justin. Because he did that with Gino, and I didn't hear his name in any head coaching. uh, No. For potential head coaching jobs. No. So what made him such a high commodity to potentially coach Caleb Williams? Like you were fired with Pete Carroll. Like <laughs> I'm just saying. Like to me, honestly, I mean, I just I, it just didn't scream that to me because I'm like, if he was such of this highly sought out OC, like 
everyone was try- trying to really make it out to be like, why wasn't he considered for any head coaching job? Why did he agree with the Bears so quickly? Because there were still coaching jobs available. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, clearly. you know, there were like about four or five, I think, were still available when he signed with the Bears. Bears got him pretty early on when the coach's situation. no coaching job. So, so you, no, he like, wasn't getting any, any OC job anywhere? No, nah, I'm saying head coaching head coach. job. Not no, OC. he was, his name but, was not. That's not what I'm saying. For, yeah, yeah. Right, but still, he could be an OC somewhere other than Chicago. So why would he agree to come to Chicago is the question. Yeah, he know he know Justin is more talented than Geno Smith. So so but so so I'm, I'm I'm saying take what you're saying and then play it out. So if he if if Justin feels I'd say reclamation project. Either way, he gonna probably be gone if he do what he' supposed to do. But that's what I'm saying. Like maybe, <laughs> but if if Justin, who's been maligned unfairly in a lot of ways, but in some to some extent there are. There are palpable issues with this game. If Justin has the you know the the uptick in his game, anything near uh, the way that Geno Smith did, and we would imagine maybe even even higher so because you know the talent level seems to be higher, and he does it for one maybe two seasons, then Shane Waldron can probably write his check to where he wants to go, because Chicago if if, it, if there's any spot that's going to be looked at for the next couple of years it's chicago whatever decision they make you know what i'm saying it's like okay this is what the bears, bears kept caleb justin's over here it's next two years how well is justin doing how well is caleb doing bears keep justin okay how well is justin progressing what is caleb doing if justice is progressing at a point to where he becomes you know the nfc's top five quarterback and a top 12 quarterback in the league now all of a sudden waldron's like hey look what i did I could do what other people said couldn't be done, and the Bears are back-to-back playoff appearances, and I need a head coach. I want to get a head coaching job. That might be a better sell. Because here's the thing: Are the Bears? Here's the question: Are the Bears closer to going to the playoffs with Justin Fields at the helm, with a load of, of or a haul of, of talented players coming in and some free agent acquisitions, or are they closer with Caleb with? with limited acquisitions coming forward. Are they closer to the playoffs with Caleb or Justin? I'd venture to say even the most ardent Caleb supporter would have to look and say they might be closer with Justin and Caleb. And if you're Paul, not Paul, if you're Eberflus, I know you want Justin to stay because (laughs) you won seven games despite everything last year. You just need to win the three games that you gave away. (laughs) You probably make the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and that's with Justin missing four games. Those games you gave away, Justin was playing in those games. <laughs> you know, Denver, Cleveland, Detroit. And two of those, I'll blame on the OC and the play calling. The Cleveland game, defense needed to make a stop. Although defense played his ass off, you can't let a dude throw for 300 yards, like, or 200-something yards in one quarter, or whatever the hell Flacco did against him. You, you can't let a guy who came off the couch just kill you like that, like he oh. did. Why, why did the Raiders hire Getsy? Well, okay. If you're if you're the Raiders, who did they lose to? They lost to the Bears and they lost to Bajent being the quarterback. So Bajent being the quarterback coming out of Shepherd College. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's like well, O'Donnell played at Purdue, and O'Donnell might fit the type of style that Bajent seems to uh mirror. O'Donnell's a higher level player, 
And O'Donnell had some ability he showed in the NFL. I liked O'Donnell when he was uh, at Purdue. He did some things I thought were nice. I thought he looked like an NFL quarterback at Purdue. I thought he got picked in a round. He probably should have got picked in. But you bring in Getze, O'Donnell probably vibes with that system, and you know you've got more talented players than what the Bears have. And so going forward, you think this could work, especially since Kingsbury left. And, well, they and, only Why they only offer him a two-year deal? Well, I don't know what they offer Getze. Did they offer him a three-year deal? And maybe Getze's like, right, I'm imagining that Getze probably got a two-year deal too. But he's like, fuck, I'll take any job because I need to I need to clear my name from, from the way he's been yeah. trashed in Chicago yeah. and me being summarily dismissed from the Bears. So that could be, to answer your question is that might be why. He might be the guy that agreed to take the job. Kind of like, why did the Panthers sign uh, hire Canellas to be the head coach? Because probably a lot of the head coaches are like, I don't want to touch that toxic situation. With that, yeah, with that mm-hmm. owner. Right. Because Ben Johnson would seem to be a natural to go to the go to uh to the Carolina with the with the talent that's there, with the quarterback that's there. Ben Johnson should have been a natural. He's like, I don't know. I'd rather stay in Detroit and deal with the devil that I know than to deal with the fool that's over there in, mm-hmm. in, in, in Carolina. So yeah, I mean, sometimes, man, it's I think stuff is just it's just as it's just as simple as what it is. But you know, we in the media and or the media outside of us tend to overhype things and, and look at it from I don't know, just crazy levels. It's crazy, crazy speculation and just a lot of hype, man. Cause right now to me, Caleb, I, I think he's right now he's overhyped, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm not saying he I, he's an exceptional player. I'm not saying he's not. He's he is he he is an NFL quarterback, hands down. He's a first round pick, hands down. But this generational bullshit, I'm like, dude, you gotta slope on that, man. I mean, dude, like, what is he? What is, ask yourself that? What is Caleb doing that you haven't seen other quarterbacks in college do? Nothing. I've seen Michael Vick do some of the stuff that that, that Caleb was doing. I've seen all these other quarterbacks what? win. And win. How I about seen, that? Yeah, I saw Michael I've Vick never, take Virginia. I've never seen a losing quarterback be so highly stouted. I've never seen it. Never seen it. Granted, he won a Heisman the year before. Congratulations to him. But he's never won a he won he's not a losing quarterback. They, they won seven, I, I seven and five. I, 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 I don't mean it that way. But I was about to I was about to get I was about to get to my point. <laughs> The last and only big game we saw him win was at Oklahoma versus Texas. When has he won a big game outside of that? At SC, I watched him beat a beat a uh, a bad Stanford team. But what that's insane though. Like what team? Has I know. He I, I was I was being oh, funny. Oh, oh. You remember? Keep don't forget they lost in the bowl game to Tulane. When did he beat? They lost too late, like that the year before last. Like, like they and, lost and, to Tulane in the bowl game. Man, that's crazy. And he quarterbacked that. And and it, and, and my thing is, he doesn't have generational traits of, of physical abilities. Well, he he is uh-huh. he is he is agile. Yeah, I saw uh-huh. I saw him I saw him get away from from. Uh, from a, from 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 some pressure last year. I, 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 I will. I give him that. I saw Johnny Mazzell do that shit too. That's true. 
Well, that's what I said. Look, what has he done that we haven't seen other quarterbacks? I, I, I seen Johnny. So, so I'm saying, like, and we all give this particular quarterback the 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 criticisms he deserved that he doesn't always get in the media. But Trevor Lawrence was generational. He had the generational build. He had the generational look. He had the generational traits. <laughs> generational look, you funny. <laughs> I'm just saying. He did. Six five. Long hair. Long hair. Long blonde hair. We know the the complexion. Arm. Athleticism. Championship pedigree. Championship pedigree. What? He, could, he beat Colorado. <laughs> Who didn't? <laughs> Outside of their first four games. Oh, man. I mean, hell, I guess that's why the Oregon coach got Alabama. Well, no, he he, he was the first Washington. offer. He turned it Washington. down. Yeah, Washington he, coach. He, took, he said he didn't want it, but he was the first choice. I guess it was because he beat Oregon. I mean, Colorado. <laughs> like, that, But I'm just like, generational dog. He's like he's like Mahomes. This is the the first, but Mahomes wasn't called generational. But he's like Mahomes now. He's like Mahomes now. And that and that pisses me off. It's not fair to anybody. Be, Mahomes be, or him. It's not like for one, like let's world. Let's stop act. Mahomes is not regular. It's not just all talent. Why Mahomes is winning the way he's winning. There's other things that the do he have the same intangibles that Mahomes got? Like don't know. You, we don't know these things. Like if it was just strictly on talent that won you Super Bowls and things like that, man. Dan Marino will have some, right? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Jim Kelly would have one. You know, like it it's so many other things. Warren Moon they're into this stuff, man. All the Hall of Fame guys that never won anything. <laughs> like as, as much as much as everyone is in love with CJ Stroud, he can easily have a four and twelve year next year. Uh, That's four, four and thirteen. Crazy, four and thirteen. That's just how crazy football, the NFL is. Like. That's just, I mean, I get it. You gotta the, the media have to have talking points to sell what's going on, but gotta get I, I, I'm gonna be honest. Caleb is one of the first ones that I looked at like this generational stuff with him is insane. Like because I've always associated that that label with winning. He haven't even made a playoff. Has no, he that, even that's... won a conference championship? No, but that's not all his fault. You know, it's not. His defense but involved. They did. You got to. They they put up points. His defense is terrible. Defense well, Kyler Murphy's defense was terrible, right? Didn't he win a Big Twelve? Well, all, every yeah, defense all, is, all defenses yeah. in the Big Twelve <laughs> didn't exist. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yes, Kyler Murray speak, and Baker. I'm speaking. This is because Cliff King. I mean, not Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, both. Uh, Tyler and Baker went to the college playoffs, and and uh, and didn't both win Caleb, 
Or Baker didn't win a Heisman. No, no. They both won Heisman. They yeah, both they... won Heisman. Yeah. Both won Heisman. wasn't hearing no generational. Goddamn, Kyler Murray was a first round pick in the MLB. <laughs> yeah. That's that, so true. forget him being a generational quarterback. He's a generational yeah. athlete. athlete. That's a great point. Oh, but he's 5'11-ish. We sure Caleb ain't? He's six foot one listed. Listen, hey, Caleb, if you a bear, trust me, smoke going to have your back. But until then. <laughs> yeah. Until you throw three picks and then lose a game against Green Bay. Green Bay, like everybody else has. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna just look at the fans at that point. <laughs> look, I'm gonna still support you, Caleb. But I'm just looking at these oh, fans that swore you generational. In this world, there are only two tragedies one is getting what one wants, and the other is getting what one wants. <laughs> Another is getting it. So be careful what you ask for, you might just get it. Hey, we got some news. I don't know if it's breaking, but uh. Reports are that Steve McMichael, Devin Hester, and Julius Peppers, former Bears, will be a part of the 2024 uh, Hall of Fame class. That's so, awesome. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's good stuff. I'm, I'm going to be uh, real with you. What's up? I don't even know who the hell Steve McMichaels is. Oh, what? baby. Stop it. Really? Really? I'm be real. Oh, we, I'm I'm gonna send and, I'm gonna send you I'm gonna send you some stuff on Steve McMichael. Get off my lawn, and, youngster. And, get off my and, lawn, youngster. And like we said <laughs> before the show, is Julius Peppers going in as a bear? <laughs> no, he's going in as a panther. <laughs> he is a bear. Uh, but goddamn, <laughs> it's about damn time when it comes to Devin Hester. Yes, uh, as we we might have had this conversation two years now. Yeah. Like, just strongly believe when you're the greatest of all time and whatever it is you do. Like, are, are they going to make Adam Vinatieri wait forever? Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame, too. I'm with you. They not, I, I, I can't see them making him oh, wait forever. I can't see a kicker being a first ballot, though. So, um, I think Ray Guy was as a punter. No, no way. You don't no think way. Ray Guy was as a punter? I don't think he was a not not a not a first ballot. There's no way they put out. a punter. Okay, no way they put fine. a punter in first but, ballot. But Devin Hester was must see TV. He absolutely was. Um, I it understood the, the fact. Well, here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. My thing was, it took Chris Carter three times to get in. So, not not saying it should have. But the greatest of all time and what he did—that's his fault. He was <laughs> damn near close. <laughs> Chris Carter, he's not damn near close. He's like, come on, come on, man. He's like fifth. That's not that's not damn near close to being the great, uh, a greatest of all time. But there's a big there's a big distance between him. Well, and clearly, who's there's won. Jerry Rice. Okay, well, Jerry saying, Rice. Is you're saying close. I'm all like, right. I don't know if you, Jerry. It's like Jerry and Randy, you got Randy T.O. while, but that was really because of well, yeah, we media know just that hated was. him. Well, and and some sometimes rightfully so, but like I think Larry Fitzgerald doesn't. Uh, people forget about Larry Fitzgerald and, and how great when Chris Carter retired. When Chris Carter retired from the game, 
he was in the same sentences as, as Jerry Rice. My my favorite movie line, uh, uh, Jerry Rice, Chris Carter, Andre Reed. I smoke all them fools. But you know what movie that is? <laughs> they ever get a Sunday? No, no, no. It's uh, Jerry Maguire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I smoke all them fools. But anyway, uh, so yeah, he took him oh. three times. I get why it took Devin Hester three times. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. it. But he's in now, so that that's all that matters. Uh, it's 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 well oh, deserved. Man. Twenty, what was it? Twenty uh, return touchdowns. Not to yeah. mention uh, all the great field position he got for uh, for the Bears during that time. Yeah. They didn't always take advantage of it. But the yardage totals, changing yeah. the field. They um, gave they they gave they say you know we'll give you the forty yard line. That was a two year period. They didn't even kick to him. Teams weren't even kicking yeah. to him. In our only in our only shining moment of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I you know I don't even watch that shit. I hate when it shows. I turn it off after he scores a touchdown. I turn it off before because it's like this is like y'all just teasing us. Why are y'all highlighting this? We didn't win the game. I, I get it, it's a special moment, but yeah. god damn it, we lost. I, <laughs> I enjoy the moment and then I turn. Because <laughs> then I still feel good. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't keep watching to see Thomas Jones throw his arms up in disgust because <laughs> Rex Grossman keeps throwing interceptions. <laughs> uh, just just for for reference' sake, smoke. Uh, on Pro Football Reference, uh, Steve McMichael, ninety five sacks in his career at defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. He's got to be. He like, was on eighty five bear. He was eighty five bear. I think he's he's top five for interior defensive alignment. I think yeah. in sacks. All right, now here's his of all uh, time. similar yes. all time. similar similar players. All right, Cortez Kennedy, Indama Kungsu, Jared Allen, Howie Long, Neil Smith, Buck Buchanan. Well, some of those guys played on the edge, though. That's not even a fair comparison, really. Well, are that's you just what they you... have here? I'm just that's naming the names that are here. Okay. Uh, Sue was inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howie Long was inside. Mm-hmm. He, he, he inside. played mostly inside. He, he, he did, did play some in, but he mostly mostly uh, played inside. Neil Smith was inside. Uh, mm-hmm. Buck Buchanan was inside. Uh, Ray Childress inside. Uh, Ray they Childress. put Richard Seymour on here, but he's. He was outside. He was a, he was more of an end. Uh, Vince Wilfork, definitely inside. Inside and Mean Joe Green, definitely inside. Those are his similars. That's not a that's not a bad list uh, to be a part of. Uh, he just get, he got overshadowed because of everybody else so, on the team. There's so <laughs> many people that are already in on 85 Bears. I mean, you got now, uh, Denson Hampton's in. Singletary's in, Peyton's in, obviously. Covert. Uh Jimbo Covert's in. That's that's five already. This is McMichael's gonna be six now on a team that only won one Super Bowl. We played in one Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's what that's what held him up. But the 95 sacks for an interior defensive lineman, that that's that's, that's a sick number. Yeah. Sick, sick number. And he was the he was he was the uh the attitude. Mm-hmm. Of that of that defense, he was he was a all out character. Mongo, 
and uh yeah yeah nickname mongo um mm-hmm. and real man i know uh glenn I'm, i know you've met him before you've you've had some interactions with him but i have that dude hilarious dude man he's been in the studio dude, a couple man. times back in the yeah, day yeah yeah really 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 and, and a really really nice guy so uh say congratulations to him I'm still putting. I got a. I got a Julius Peppers Bears jersey. So to me, he's a bear. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I, the great, the great Devin Hester. How many sacks does Pepper have as a bear? Like twelve. Uh, that's a good question. He Let's probably has up. like probably has like twenty eight. Uh, Julius Peppers. One hundred and fifty nine and a half sacks total in his career. Really, uh, that's a lot. Damn. As a bear, oh yeah, that many. Seventeen. What you got? No, I don't know. I was just being facetious. I don't really yeah. know. Thirty seven and a half. Oh, okay, so that's decent. Yeah. So one, so one fifth. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like one fourth of the sacks. So the majority uh, of them with the Panthers. He spent yeah, I mean four years yeah. with us. He played four with us. He played three with Green Bay, and he played one, two, three, four, seven, five, ten. six, seven, eight, nine, ten years with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, he's going to this. He do for seventeen years. Yeah, good, yeah. good googly moogly. I remember him. Uh, we're the same age, so when I was I was interning at uh, the NBC affiliate in Norfolk, Virginia. I got a chance to go to a Virginia versus North Carolina basketball, basketball game. game. Yeah. And uh Peppers on the basketball court was a man amongst boys. I mean, yeah. it's crazy just a, just a ridiculous athlete that that he was. Um but yeah, that, that's think about that. You you play you you not just played on any college basketball team. You yeah, played North on North Carolina. Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tony Gonzalez too at Cal because Cal was pretty pretty good back yeah, in the think, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those yeah. are two guys who who definitely played. That just you know like McNabb barely played at Syracuse, and he said, "Ah, heck with it, I'll be a football player." But those guys actually played. Well, I don't think Beheim didn't really want McNabb <laughs> on that team. They, that was a deal with the football program, so he could so so McNabb right. would come there. Right. I guess Charlie Ward might probably be the best. Player that played college and college basketball, well, yeah. college Charlie, basketball. Charlie Ward won a Heisman and then went to the NBA. <laughs> it became a All Star point guard at one point, right? Did he? I think yeah, he All Star yeah. game one time. Yeah, I remember they used to say that uh, he was the best quarterback in New York. <laughs> <laughs> the best quarterback in New York plays for the Knicks. Plays for the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, oh, and then before we forget, it it is Super Bowl week. Yeah, yeah. So we should probably talk about the big game that's coming up. Um, what y'all picks? What y'all got? This is tough, man. Uh, the line is two. All right, the Forty Nine ers are two point favorite. This is This is hard. Um, I am going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the points. 
I'm going to take the Chiefs, and I'm going to take the the over-under is 47 and a half. You got to take the over on that. So I'm going to take the points and the over. I got the Chiefs. third point. I got, I got the I'll third thing. Team. I got the third thing y'all have to pick. And yeah. then Smoke, Smoke has to pick that first before Ez. Ez can't be taking everything first because then Smoke could just pick whatever Ez picks in that way. Who's got the lead? Uh, Smoke does. Yeah, he can just pick whatever you pick in that way. He doesn't lose. He probably should have gone first. Oh. Right. I got a tiebreaker. A third, a third thing, but I'll let I'll but, let Smoke but, pick it. But, huh? But man, yeah, for is, you it is, yeah, yeah, tiebreaker. Yeah, because I was definitely going with those same two. Same things. ones. Same All right, so tiebreaker, tiebreaker is and Smoke has to go first. Who's going to win the game outright? Oh, I got the Chiefs. Winning it outright. Yes, yeah, you got the same thing. But at only two points, uh, man. Uh, Wait, so Chiefs are Chiefs are minus two. Mm-hmm. They're plus two. Yeah, plus so, two. So they're not the favorite. San mm-hmm. Francisco's the favorite. No, but it's only two points. Right. So you could pick San Francisco to win and pick the Chiefs to cover. Can we? Uh... Gotta find some way where there's you guys it's gotta be something that's a deciding. Yeah, let's do a let's do a player. Let's do a player prop here. Okay. Um what you going on? I'm gonna go to uh who does player who does the most player props? Let's go to FanDuel. How many times? How many times? How many times would Taylor Swift be shown? (laughs) (laughs) Whoever comes the closest wins. If y'all tied, that'd be the tiebreaker. Super Bowl. There we go. All right. Super Bowl MVP player props. Where we go? Passing yards. Let's do pass. Yeah. One of us do Purdy. One of us do Mahomes. Um. That way we're not picking the same thing. So. Yes. Okay. Uh. So your your choice. Go first. I'm gonna take the under on Purdy, under two forty six pass two forty six and a half. I'm gonna take the under. Under two forty six and a half. Mm-hmm. That's a good bet. Um, so I will take Mahomes and uh, I'm gonna take the under as well. I'm gonna go under two sixty two and a half. So I guess at this point, if y'all both still tied, what you just flip a coin or something? 
Uh, I think you should go to how many do, times. Let's Taylor. do one more, one more ridiculous. Let's do a ridiculous. How many times Brock. Taylor Swift is show? <laughs> Y'all got to whoever comes to the closest, like Price is Right. Whoever comes to the closest without going over. <laughs> so that'll be a game prop. Yeah, let's see. Uh... Shit, we ain't got to use it. We can just come up with that shit ourselves. Fuck. <laughs> That's true. Don't need a game prop. Here, I'll, I'll be the arbitrator. I'll be the arbitrator. I'm gonna say the over and the under is six times. Six for Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. That's low. Ugh. That's low. Uh, you think so? Um, that's low. Six I times. Oh, better yet, better yet. Here, here, here about this. Well, no, you gotta put a, you gotta put a hook on it. Here, here what I said. Forget what I said. Y'all pick a number. Whoever comes the closest. That's the tiebreaker. So y'all pick the number. How many times you think she'll be she'll be shown? Because she she will be shown. You can go first. Uh, All right. Uh... And we we still doing this live? We still doing our show? No. No, I want to do it. Okay. No. Uh, I'm gonna say she will be shown. I'm not talking about after if the it, game. Wait, if it's not, close. Not after the game, like right up until the end of the up game. Until, up until zeros. Or is it when they when the broadcast ends? No, like like when from the, within from kickoff. When, kickoff double zero. Final zero. So so yeah. kickoff to zeros. Right. Yeah. So so it could be that last gratuitous shot, like it's so the Chiefs they, win, so maybe that last show, shot. So if they show her right before kickoff, that don't count. Nope. All right. If they show her, they can show her like right when the game ends at, in the in the press box. But after that, nope. Man, this is hard, man. Uh, yeah, y'all gotta break this tie, man. Y'all got too much. Y'all agree too much. I'm gonna go five. <laughs> wow, five. Okay, that's it. I'm going eight. Eight. Okay, so if it's seven, smoke's closer. If it's six, as is closer. No, it's, we're playing. No, Price is Right rules. So if he's eight and so goes if over, I'm eight. I'm over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so so but so so you win because they show it three times, and you just win because. Well, if they right, show it right, right. wait no, if they show it nine times, he wins. If they show seven times, he loses. <laughs> uh, I think it's the closest. It's closest, yeah, no matter you, what, you, because you're far. You're both are far enough away. Because if it's six, you win. If it's four, you win. If it's seven, you lose. If it's nine, you lose. Obviously, so smoke wins. If it's one under, one over, you win. If it's one under, one over, that's fair. Think, yeah, okay. that's fair. Yeah, so, so closest. Obviously, if it's two, you're a lot closer. <laughs> you know, if it's twelve, then shit. By the way, all... you you've won already. What for shits and giggles? What's uh? What are you what are you taking? I'm taking uh the Chiefs and the over and uh and the I'm mean, I'm sorry, taking the Chiefs. Excuse me. And what what's the over and under? You said uh forty seven and a half. I'm gonna take the under. I'm taking Chiefs it. Chiefs and under. Yeah, that's two good defenses, man. 
I mean, I know the Chiefs, def I mean, the uh, 49ers defense can be suspect at times, but I, I think they're, you know, you got two weeks to hunker down on one opponent. And, I, and the Chiefs defense obviously has been really good throughout the playoffs. So yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll be. I'm thinking, I'm looking at like twenty three to twenty. Think that'll right. be the final score. Well, can't wait. Should be a great game on Sunday. Uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can catch us at. Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Spotify, iHeartRadio, no, no, Google, Google Podcasts is done now, and we said Stitcher's done now, right? Stitcher's done now, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> start over again, <laughs> or wherever you find your favorite podcast. <laughs> you can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There, you'll find a link to our podcast. And the Super Duper Podcast, hosted by Rob Griggs and yours truly. Yo, Glenn. Yep, yep. Please take us out. Hey, it's like we always say here at Easy Smoking the Gym, the podcast show. We ain't saying we're right. We just sure as hell know we ain't wrong. We'll catch you next week for more in the saga of the Bears. <laughs> Justin Fields and Caleb Williams. 